Luke chapter 12. We're going to be in verses 22 through 34 today. We are going to be ministered to by our good shepherd today as he speaks to our anxious hearts. And so the Lord Jesus is going to teach us today about anxiety. And before we get into the message today, I want to encourage you, if you are someone who feels like you are suffering with severe anxiety, feel like it's making it very difficult for you to function, let me encourage you to get some help. Your pastors would love to meet with you for some pastoral counseling. Talk with a doctor, find another counselor in the community. Uh, The Lord Jesus does not want us to suffer in that way. He wants us to be well. And so if that's you, I'd encourage you to, to reach out and to get some help, even just to pull a brother or sister into your suffering and say, can you pray for me? Can you encourage me? Um, and so I want to encourage all of us to seek to, to pursue wellness in Christ. And so the Lord Jesus is gracious to us. He gives us his word. And today he's going to speak to us about anxiety. And he's going to try to shepherd our anxious hearts. So here's the word of God. It's in Luke 12, verse 22. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat nor about your body, what you'll put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are are you than the birds? And if which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, Why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray to the Lord and ask for his help today. Father God, would you speak to us today through the words of your son Jesus? Holy Spirit, would you fill this place and fill our hearts as we seek to have the good shepherd minister to our anxious hearts. God, even as Ellie prayed earlier, we confess that we can be anxious in so many ways. And so we know that you still love us and that you want us to be well. So thank you for your word today. Thank you for the blessing that it is. I pray that it would do work in our hearts so that we may treasure Christ instead of being anxious. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Why are we so anxious? 
I mean, it's no secret that we as a people are growing more and more anxious. More and more people are experiencing worry and anxiety. Really, the past few years have caused anxiety levels to skyrocket. Almost 20% of Americans have an anxiety disorder. One out of every three teenagers will at some point experience an anxiety disorder. I mean, just think about all of the crazy stuff that's happened over the past few years. COVID-19, a a worldwide pandemic. Racial strife and and rioting. Political tensions. A struggling economy. School shootings. I mean, there's just so many reasons to be anxious. And we've got to be honest and say anxiety is not just a problem out there in the world. It's a problem that we struggle with, too. The church is not immune to anxiety. We worry that something is going to happen to our kids. We fear that our marriage might fall apart. We worry about paying the bills and getting out of debt. We're anxious about our mental health and our physical health. I mean, we're anxious about fitting in with other people. We fear that we're always going to feel lonely. We're worried about what people think of us or or we fear that we may never truly be happy. And if we're honest, we might worry that we're being terrible at our jobs. We fear that we're terrible parents. We may even worry that we're terrible Christians. And we're anxious that something terrible is just around the corner. So there's really so many reasons to be anxious. I wonder why you are anxious today. I know some of us are prone to struggle with anxiety more than others, but I believe all of us are anxious about something. What are you anxious about today? The good news for us today is that we have a good shepherd who knows our hearts. He sees our anxieties. He sees the anxiety that can rage within our hearts, and he loves us. You see, we've come to the words of Jesus today, and he's confronting our anxious hearts. And as clearly as he can say it, he says to us, do not be anxious. And he tells us that because he loves us. Now, it could be easy with a sermon on anxiety to think that, man, Jesus is probably just so frustrated with us. I mean, surely he's fed up with all of our worrying. But friends... The fact that Jesus is commanding us not to be anxious shows that he knows that we are anxious. And he's still here. He's not frustrated with our anxieties. He's not wagging his finger at us when he sees us worrying. He's not rolling his eyes every time we have an anxious thought. He's here for us. And because he's here for us, he wants to shepherd our anxious hearts. And so today we've come to the gospel of Luke and our good shepherd is speaking over us today. And his words are seeking to bring us freedom from anxiety. So our goal here today, my goal is that we would hear the words of our good shepherd as he speaks to our anxious hearts. And so brothers and sisters, Jesus loves us so much. So let's let the good shepherd minister to us today. Let's hear the words of Jesus for our anxious hearts. 
So notice first in the passage, Jesus says, don't be anxious. God treasures you. Don't be anxious because God treasures you. Look with me again in verse 22. And Jesus gives us our first reason to not be anxious. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, and what you will put on. So that's the the central command in our passage today. Jesus is going to repeat it later down in verse 29. He says, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. Jesus is commanding us not to be anxious. And what he's talking about is having an unhealthy heart when it comes to the needs and the circumstances around us. That's what anxiety is. It's having an intense worry or fear about everyday situations. Jesus mentions food and clothes. They're basic needs, basic situations And so it can be easy for our hearts to be filled with worry when we think about these things. And so Jesus calls our hearts to be free from this kind of anxiety. And it's not because these things don't matter. Jesus is not saying, you don't need food. What are you worried about? You don't need clothes. That's not what he's saying. Food and clothes are good things. I'm glad that you've been eating food this week. Really glad that you're wearing clothes this morning. So what exactly is Jesus getting at? Why does he not want our hearts to be anxious? Well, notice what he says in verse 23. He says, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. The first reason to not be anxious is because our lives are more than these basic things. I mean, we need them, yes, but life is so much more than that. We've got relationships to take care of. We've got responsibilities at work. We've got money to manage, people around us to love. We have a God in heaven to serve and to worship. Life is way more than just food and clothes. Again, he's not saying those things don't matter, but he's saying there's so much more important things. I mean, I know we're trying to eat well, And I know everybody loves a good sale at Target, but life is so much more than these things. And Jesus is calling us to fight anxiety in all of these little things in our lives. And so he offers a remedy for our anxiety. Here is something to do when you find your heart being anxious about all of those things. Jesus' remedy is thinking about birds. Yes, birds. Look at verse 24. He says, Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse or barn, and yet God feeds them. Notice how Jesus immediately goes to our thoughts. He says, Consider the ravens. Think about the ravens. You see, the fight for anxiety is often done in our thoughts. Not always, but most of the time, When our heart is anxious, it's because our thoughts are anxious. I mean, and you know these kind of anxious thoughts, all of the what-ifs, right? What if I lose my job? What if my kids struggle in school? What if my spouse doesn't love me anymore? What if the doctor says it's cancer? What if I feel depressed the rest of my life? You see, Jesus knows that This war of anxiety is often in our thoughts. 
And so he says, fill your thoughts with birds. And here's really what he wants us to think about. Birds don't have farms, they don't have barns, yet they still eat. And they're not anxious. They're not worried. Well, why? Because God feeds them. And so when you feel yourself overcome with worry or fear, why not do what Jesus says? Literally stop and think about birds. Go outside, find some birds to look at. Pull up a video on your phone of birds. (laughs) And fill your mind with thoughts of a good God who provides food even for the birds. And then root yourself in this reality. We are of great value to God. Look at the second half of verse 24. Jesus says, Of how much more value are you than the birds? Jesus wants us to be rooted in that reality. We are of great value to God. You see, Jesus uses ravens as an example for birds. They were unclean animals. They were scavengers. Really, they were just kind of like pests. And so Jesus is saying, if God cares about feeding pests, then how much more does he care about his children? The reality is that God values us and loves us more than we even know. He created us in his image. He gives us his spirit to give us life. He guides our lives and he plans our steps. And more than all of that, we know that God values us Because Jesus became one of us, and he died for us. I mean, God loves birds, but Jesus didn't die to save birds. He died to save us, and he did that because he loves us. Friends, God loves us. That means we're his treasure. We are a people for his own possession. We are God's treasured people. And that's not because we're great. Really, the only thing that's great about us is that we're great sinners. But God treasures us because that's just how God loves. He goes all in for loving his people. And the fact that we are God's treasure should cast anxiety far away from our hearts. I mean, just think about it. God treasures you. He gave his only son to make you his treasure. So when you feel anxiety creeping into your heart, remember God's great love for you. Remember that God values you. Remember that you are his treasure. And if we're God's treasure, then isn't he going to care for us? Brothers and sisters, remember that God cares for the birds But it's us that he treasures. So don't be anxious, friends. God treasures you. Notice the second thing that Jesus points us to. He says, don't be anxious. God will provide for you. Don't be anxious because God will provide for you. Look with me again at verse 25 and 26. Jesus says, and which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as a small thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? You see, anxiety can have a really big impact on our lives. But Jesus is saying one thing it can't do is it cannot add even an hour to your life. 
the average person is going to live about 700,000 hours in their lifetime. And no amount of worry or fear or anxiety will change that. You cannot add one single hour to your life by worrying. Now, I don't think many of us are struggling with that worry today. I don't think many of us are saying, man, I'm just so worried that I'm not going to have an extra hour in my life. I just wish I had, man, just one more hour in my life and everything would be perfect. I think Jesus' point here is not that we all need one more hour in our life. I think what he's saying is that worry and anxiety are useless. They do nothing for you. Now, there certainly is a level of concern. You might even call it anxiety that's good for our lives. But the kind of anxiety Jesus is talking about is useless. It can do absolutely nothing for you. I mean, you can stay up all night tossing and turning and worried, but worry can do nothing to stop someone you love from getting into a car accident. You can feel all the stress in the world about your finances, but anxiety can pay not even one single bill. You can be fearful that your family will never be reconciled, but fear will do absolutely nothing to bring peace to those you love. I mean, worry can't keep you and those you love safe. Fear can't fix any problem in your life. Anxiety cannot add even a single hour to your life. So notice the remedy that Jesus gives for this kind of anxiety. His remedy is to think about flowers. Yes, flowers. Look again at verse 27. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Jesus, again, wants us to fill our thoughts with how God clothes the lilies of the field. Flowers do absolutely no work to clothe themselves, yet they're more beautiful and glorious than Solomon. Now, King Solomon had some fancy clothes. I mean, even Solomon's slaves had fancy clothes. The Queen of Sheba shows up to to check out all that Solomon's got going on. She sees the clothes that his slaves are wearing, and the Bible tells us that she was speechless. But Jesus is saying... Solomon's got nothing on the lilies in the field. You see, Jesus wants our anxious hearts to be filled with thoughts of a good God who provides even for flowers. And then he wants to root us in this reality. God will provide for his people. Look at verse 28 again. He says, But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown in the oven... How much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Jesus wants us to be rooted in that reality that God will provide for his people. If he clothes the grass, then how much more will he provide for those that he loves? I mean, if we could just get our little faith rooted in that reality, then our hearts would be free from anxiety. But what about the times that it seems like God doesn't provide how can we know that he really will provide everything we need how can we trust God with our finances how can we trust him with our families how can we trust God with our futures 
Well, listen, we can trust that God will provide because He has already provided the greatest gift that He could ever give. Listen to Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? You see what Paul is saying? God has given you the biggest thing that He could ever give to you by giving you His Son. And so why will He not also graciously give you the things that you need? God has already given us Jesus. He has already forgiven us in Christ. He's already justified us in Christ. He's already adopted us in Christ. He's already sanctified us in Christ. He's already glorified us in Christ. And if He has done all of this and so much more, then everything else is just icing on the cake. God has already rescued us from the depths of our sin through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. Everything else is just a gracious gift. I mean, if we could root ourselves in that reality, that God will provide for His people in Christ, then what reason is there to be anxious? I wonder if you've ever received that gift, the free gift of salvation in Jesus. If you've never confessed your sins to God and and trusted in Christ, today would be a great day to do that. There's lots of reasons to be anxious in this life. But our greatest concern is how can we be reconciled and forgiven by a holy God? And God does that for us in His Son by His death on the cross. If you would confess your sins and believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave, then you can be saved. You can be forgiven. And you can know the hope that we have in Christ. If you've never done that, today would be a great day to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can begin this journey that we are on of seeking to trust Him, to be rooted in the reality that God will provide for His people. You know, there's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4 about the prophet Elisha. A widow came to the prophet with a problem. Her husband had died, and they had a debt, their family owed a debt that there was no way that she could pay. And so her only two sons were about to become slaves to pay off the debt. And so she tells Elisha, the only thing that we have of value in our house is this little jar of oil. And so the prophet tells the woman to to go to all of your neighbors and get as many empty jars as you can find. Take them inside your house, take that little jar of oil and just start pouring. And so that's what this poor widow did. And as she poured the oil, more and more of the oil flowed. In fact, it never stopped flowing until every single jar in the whole house was full of oil. And so Elisha said, sell the oil, pay off your debt, and then live on the rest. Brothers and sisters, the gift of Jesus is like that widow's oil. The more that we pour, the more that Jesus graciously gives. His grace and His love just keep coming, and they keep coming. Now, that doesn't mean we won't suffer in life. It doesn't mean we're never going to struggle. 
It doesn't mean everything's going to be easy for us. But it does mean that His love and His grace will never stop pouring over us. So when you feel anxiety creeping into your heart, remember God will provide for you. He gave you Jesus. And with Him, He's going to graciously give you all things. Remember, God clothes the lilies, but it's on us that He pours out His love and His grace. And that love and that grace will never stop pouring out on us. So brothers and sisters, don't be anxious because God will provide for you. Lastly, number three, notice that Jesus says, don't be anxious. The Father is giving you the kingdom. Look at verse 30 and 31 and see Jesus' third reason to not be anxious. He says, For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Notice that Jesus uses the word Father for the first time here in our passage. Jesus is wanting to draw a strong contrast between the nations who don't know God and those who know Him as Father. You see, the people who don't know God as Father, their lives are always filled with anxiety after all of the good things. You see, we better make the gods happy so they send rain on our crops. We better honor the right goddess so she'll bless our family with children. We better make the right sacrifices or the gods are not going to bless our business. You see, that's the way that the nations of the world live who don't know God as Father. But in Christ, we have known, we've come to know God as our Father. And so Jesus calls us to seek first the kingdom of our Father. God knows what we need, Jesus tells us. So seek His kingdom, and our Father will take care of the rest. You see, if our Father is the King, then what do we have to be worried about? Do you, do you ever take your kids with you to work? I get to bring my kids with me every Sunday to work, right? Have you ever noticed that kids think they can get away with anything at mom or dad's work? Not that my, my boys would never do that, right? But when mom or dad is in charge of something, it gives you some confidence, doesn't it? I mean, what reason is there to be worried or anxious when mom or dad is the boss? Mom or dad is in charge, Friends, our Father is the King of all of heaven and all of earth. What reason is there for us to be worried or to be anxious? I mean, listen to this incredible reality that Jesus wants to root our lives in. Listen to verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Listen again, fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I mean, how do we get through this crazy life without fear? Because it's our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And notice that it's His good pleasure to do it. God doesn't have to do it. It's not His duty to give us The kingdom, he doesn't feel pressured to do it. God wants to do it. It's his pleasure to give us the kingdom. But what exactly does that mean? What is the kingdom? 
The kingdom of heaven is where Jesus rules and reigns by the light of his glory and grace. And it's our Father's good pleasure to give us that forever. To forever live in the light of Jesus' glory and grace. I mean, brothers and sisters, if we could root ourselves in that reality, that the Father desires to give us the kingdom, then what do we have to be fearful about? Poverty can't keep us from the kingdom. Cancer can't keep us from the kingdom. Not even death can keep us from the kingdom. So God desires to give us the kingdom, and in Christ Jesus, He will. Friends, our Father is King, and so what do we have to be fearful or anxious about? You see, Jesus wants us to be rooted, our hearts to be deeply rooted in that. And so he offers one last remedy for our anxious hearts. Look at verse 33 again. He says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that don't grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Well, what does it look like when we seek first the kingdom of God? Well, here's one practical way to seek the kingdom. It's not the only way, but it's a very important way. Jesus says, sell your possessions and give the money to the needy. Jesus is challenging us to put our money where our mouth is. You say you want to seek the kingdom? All right, sell your stuff and give the money to the poor. You see, if life is all about having lots of money and lots of nice stuff, then keep your money and keep your nice stuff. Of course, it's not wrong to have money. It's not wrong to have nice things. But don't miss what Jesus is saying here. I think Jesus really expects us to sell our things and to give the money to those who are in need. I mean, just read about the church in the book of Acts. What do we find them doing almost immediately as a church? Listen to Acts 2, 45. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. I wonder where they got that idea. I think they got it from Jesus. This verse. So before we explain this verse away in our hearts, why not actually obey Jesus just like they did? Let me encourage all of us to find something that you can sell this week and give the money to those who are in need. Give it to the church. Donate it to a nonprofit like Hope House or Refuge BG who's doing good work to help people who are in need. You see, Jesus knows the connection here. When, when we do something like this, when we sell something and give the money away, it shapes our hearts. Jesus knows what he's doing. There's a reason he wants us to give money away. Because it helps us to see that we're living ultimately for the kingdom of God. And don't you see how that can help with our anxiety? When we serve those who are in need, we're reminding ourselves that we don't live for this world or for this life or even for me. When we do something as simple as selling our things and giving to the poor, we're training our hearts to seek first the kingdom of God. Really, we're providing for ourselves treasures in heaven. And really, that's the key to fighting anxiety in our hearts. Look how Jesus closes our passage today in verse 34. 
He says, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. You see, anxiety is really all about treasure, is it not? I mean, if money is my treasure, then of course I'm going to worry about my bank account. Of course I'm going to worry about the stock market. If comfort and ease is my treasure, then of course I'm going to be anxious about anything in life that's hard or painful. If being liked by other people is my treasure, then of course I'm going to be fearful of what people think of me. If happiness is my treasure, then I'm going to be worried about anything that's going to get in the way of me being happy. You see, anxiety really is all about treasure. And the best remedy for an anxious heart is to find a better treasure. To find the best treasure. And friends, that treasure is Jesus. You mean, if, if Christ is my treasure, then why not give away my money? If Christ is my treasure, then why not endure hardship and pain for His sake? If Christ is my treasure, then why not live free of what people think of me? If Christ is my treasure, then why not seek anything that would bring Him glory and honor? You see, the key to having victory over anxiety is not treasuring less, but treasuring more. Don't treasure your finances less. Don't treasure your family less. Don't treasure your futures less. Treasure Jesus more. Care more about Jesus. Because you see, a heart that is full of treasure for Jesus is a heart with little room left for anxiety. So as we fill our hearts with Jesus today, let's remember that we are God's treasured people. Let's re. Let's trust that God will provide for us. And let's be confident that it's our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. You see, the truth is anxiety really is not going anywhere. There will always be reasons to be anxious. But friends, Jesus isn't going anywhere either. He's here. He loves us. He cares for us. And in Him, there is every reason not to be anxious. So brothers and sisters, today let's, let's bring our anxious hearts to Jesus. And let's treasure Him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You so much for this word today. God, we, we confess that there are so many ways and that our hearts can be anxious. So many things that we worry about. So many fears that are deep in our hearts. God, but we know that Jesus is better than all of them. We know that He loves us. And we know that because He died for us. We know that He cares for us, and we know that because He rose again for us. And we know that 
It's your good pleasure, Father, to give us the kingdom because we have Jesus. We get to live forever in the light of His glory and grace. And so God, help us to see that the key to fighting this anxiety in our hearts is not treasuring less, but treasuring more. Treasuring Jesus more. Father, I pray for those here today who don't know Christ, who don't have hope in Him and don't have salvation. God, would they today for the first time confess their sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Would they give themselves to Him and trust Him wholly? And God, for those of us who do know that great salvation and that great hope, God, would you help us with the anxiety that's in our hearts? God, some of us are prone to that. Some of us it might be really hard to feel anxious, God, but all of us are anxious about something. And so we're thankful for our good shepherd who loves us enough to teach us about how to keep our hearts free from anxiety. So may we remember the ravens and remember that you treasure us so much more than them. May we consider the lilies and remember that you will provide for us so much more and have provided for us in Christ. And God, may we plant our lives in the truth that it is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Not because of us, but because that's just how you love us. So God, as we bring our anxious hearts to you today, God, would you help us to treasure Jesus? We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.